I'm concerned for your health. Me? Why? Because you are so strung out right now. Like, nor- like you're high strung, but like right now you're just going. Yeah. my. So this might be an interesting podcast because my brain is like a pile of snakes right now. Fried. Yeah. Oh, well. It's pretty smoked. But that's because, so we got Farm, Farm Fest coming Farm up. Farm Fest coming up. And then, so I kind of am in charge of all the planning for that. I mean, we got a ton of equipment. We've got a to, huge so, booth. We're going to be doing live podcasts in our booth, which I've never tried before. So, so we're going we're gonna to find out. Oh, we're going to be live? Yeah. Like yeah. streaming live? Yeah. No. Well, well, I don't know about streaming. We could probably do like a Facebook Live or Instagram. Where we could have like a, one of our cameras would be streaming live and it would have like a bullet mic on it or a shotgun mic. Oh, so you could still decently hear what people are saying. So you could decently hear what we were saying and... It also wouldn't pick up everything behind it. So it could work. But like I talked, like, so Larson Farms is going to do a podcast with us in our booth after their meet and greet, which the meet and greets 10 to noon. And Chet was like, is that going to work? It's going to be people all over the place. I was like, well, I figure if we put it out on speakers and people hear that, they'll shut up a little bit. Well, or if we're sitting in the middle of the booth. Yeah, you'd back. think people would have some and these mics are pretty courtesy. good yeah you don't get a bunch of background noise but we'll find out let her buck what could no. possibly go wrong let her buck yeah chris farts all the time during the podcast <laughs> and you never hear it so it doesn't pick up that yeah <laughs> it's trying to make some old a little gassy person <laughs> <laughs> metamucil <laughs> Oh, you buy it at it. You get the Kirkland brand. Kirkland brand one. He had one too many bowls of raisin brand this morning. (laughs) Gotta get your fiber in. (laughs) Farm Fest is coming up. That is August 1st, 2nd, and 3rd in Redwood Falls. Technically, Technically Morgan, Minnesota. Just south. I don't know. Google Farm Fest. That's all any of you kids would do anyways. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's going to be fun because we're going to have, like Larson Farm is going to be there. We're going to be selling... So uh, Larson, Larson Farms these sweet Larson Farms hats, one of which is right in front of me. Um, we're going to have a ton of equipment there. We're going to have Clinko, which is our very non-derivative version of a Price is Right game where you can win sweet prizes and glass cleaner. And uh, it's going to be mean? fun. Glass cleaner is a sweet prize. You don't have to exclude that from the sweet prizes. Uh, it is a prize that I accentuate. It's actually a, uh, a highlighted prize. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you may be lucky enough to have glass cleaner available to you. Two, if you get to play. It's the best stuff. Two drops of lo- a mother's love in every can. That's an old man joke. Yeah, that, that, was I guess, that was like the original like glass cleaner training I went to like 20 yeah, years ago. Yeah, and people always ask, why does it say classic glass cleaner? Yeah, and there? the Because well, there's two formulas. There's a classic, and then they redid the formula, and it was bad, and then they went back to the classic formula. So that's why it says classic glass cleaner on it. Oh. There you go. The guy, the guy that taught Chris that it had mother's love in it or whatever, I'm sure that guy has retired and or passed away. <laughs> <laughs> maybe both <laughs> you said and or uh, all right let's start this podcast hit that intro button welcome to everything egg and then some presented by kibble equipment a frequently fun, usually informative, and always tangent-filled look into the industry that feeds the world. From cutting-edge John Deere technology to the impact of social media on the agriculture industry, no topic is off-topic, and that was good enough. That was good enough <laughs> for what we're dealing with. 
Oh, man. I didn't interrupt you. You're welcome, because yeah. I knew you are under a lot of stress. Yeah, because clearly I couldn't even read that properly. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll give you a break. I was reading it off my phone, too, which is a little harder than my iPad. But anyways. Need cheaters yet, old man? We're getting close. I'm in my upper 30s now. Yeah. I, I don't want to. Maybe I shouldn't tell everybody how old I am because I'm sure I look so young. <laughs> <laughs> All my gray beard and gray, <laughs> gray hair. hair. Um, but yeah, no, I'll probably. Chris had. I mean, Chris is like almost 10 years older than me and he needs cheaters. So somewhere in the next decade, I'm sure my eyes are going to start falling out of my head and <laughs> we'll get to work on that. Um, but today we are back with the full crew. So it is me. Sam, Kibble Man Sam, other Sam. Correct. Boss Man Chris. Yeah. And then our, our guest, other, other, other Sam. Well, it's just one, two others because I'm other and he's other, other. But yes, really, sorry. he's, I got confused. Turf. He's turf. So there's, so there's so, three Sams and one Chris in this podcast, which is so weird. I'm excited about how confusing that's going to be. Mayhem. <laughs> Dogs <laughs> and cats living together. Is it like Sam cubed then? Or? Yes. Because yeah, I always be. made the joke it was Sam squared, but not Sam cubed. Or we could start like an R&B group and be Sam, Sam, Sam. Chris is probably the only one that could get that reference. Like Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh, yeah. But we'd also have to spell all of our names differently. Like it was, have any of you heard of, either of the other Sams heard of Tony, Tony, Tony? I'm 24. I'm even younger. I don't know. You've heard of like Leonard Skinner. So why couldn't you have heard of Tony, <laughs> yeah, okay. Tony, Tony? No. I, yeah, Do you I just get that. not no. appreciate R&B and soul? No, I don't. Oh, well, okay. Got no soul. Well, you do have red hair. So <laughs> no, sorry. I'm not a ginger. <laughs> I'm not a ginger. Well, you've got a red beard, so uh, you're, you have half partial, a soul. Partial. I have flex. <laughs> flex red. <laughs> God, here we go. Uh, no, they, it was like an R&B group from the 90s, and it was Tony, spelled like you would expect to spell Tony, and then there was with, Tony with an I, with an I and, and then the last e. one was Tony with an E and an ex, exclam... No. Umlaut? No, what's the accent? What's that? The, the thing over the E. <laughs> not an umlaut. He's not German. I know. It's the, <laughs> the accent over yeah, the E. It's, yeah, I, I, I can see it. I just Googled it. Yeah, uh, I was, I was going to say an exclamation point. almost said explanation point. My brain is a bowl of applesauce right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Sam, how old are you? I'm only 22. Really? Jeez, I thought I'm not the youngest one on the podcast anymore. Wow. That's why I grew the beard, so I stopped getting carded. Twenty two? <laughs> I did not know you were only twenty two. I thought you two were of a relatively same age, which you which are. You, yeah. You both are little uh whippersnappers. And uh that brings so, you to your next point. <laughs> well, so so today we're gonna be talking, and this is actually I think gonna be fun because I did a bunch of research for this podcast and it was very interesting to me. So now um, in your but, head you just have a bunch of useless knowledge though. <laughs> I think it's very useful, you know, especially if you're sitting around having a few brewskis and we can talk, uh, you know, entry level riding lawnmowers. Um, so the, the topic of, there's maybe a couple of topics to this podcast, but the, the big one is going to be like turf and utility and residential equipment. And part of it's, we're going to be talking to our guest, Sam Sismadia. Yep. Close enough. Uh, very hard to spell. <laughs> um, Are you Polish? It's Hungarian, but try explaining to a customer how to type your email. That's oh. impossible. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can. So I don't have your name I, in front of me right now. I think it's like C-S-I-Z-M-A-D-I-A. Yep. Wow. Spot on. 
Wow. I think I, I might just pull boss man power and submit an IT ticket for you. Like just change your email to Sam C. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam. C. C. When I was first onboarded, they added an extra Z in there. So no emails would come back to me on any automatic reply. Nice. That took like a month for them to figure out. Nice. Wow. 22 and already throwing IT under the bus. <laughs> Better hope they don't listen. <laughs> but oh. you... So uh, Sam is a, uh, a turf and utility sales rep for Kibble Equipment. Obviously, he's 22. He's a young whippersnapper. Uh, actually, that's one of the products we sell, right, is whippersnappers? <laughs> You're so... That's such a bad dad joke. That's, such, that's so bad. And no, we do not sell <laughs> But yeah, I won't, Sam, give us a little background on yourself, how you came into this role. Um, I guess I did lawn care through high school and college, and I bought stuff from kibble and mankato and that's kind of how it all started as a joke i walked in one day and kind of was like hey i got green equipment why don't i mow out front because i saw they had a service tech doing it and they're like yeah haha whatever and then like a couple hours later i think i got a call from scott and he's like yeah give us a quote he's like we're wasting time having a tech do it and then i mowed for a couple years at the dealership and then i kind of walked another day and i'm like i need an internship for school that's ag related I'm like, I already give you guys plenty of money. Can we like try the other side of the table here? <laughs> Flip this around. Yeah. I'm like, I want to see what the other side's like. And they're like, yeah, we'll figure something out. And Chad kind of winged it and became an intern in August 21. And I'm been here almost two years now. So you had your own, you weren't just an employee of the lawn care. You owned the lawn care business. Yeah. I started it kind of middle school, high school, whatever, kind of what a lot of kids do pushing. But you had, so you had your own business. Did you have employees? Was it just kind of you? You just had a rider and a push mower and a and a whippersnapper and yeah. I mean, it, it started out as you know bumming off the neighbors' mowers, and then it, it grew and I had a couple guys working for me and a couple trucks beep bopping around town. But the biggest failure there was using my last name as the company name. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> People would just call and you know pause and say, "I'm looking for the lawn care service." I'm like, "Yeah, okay." Close enough. Yeah. I'm looking for the <laughs> uh, Scissor Media's something lawn business. Uh, Good enough. That, close, yep, that's me, Sam Scissor Media. Uh, so you've been doing this, you've been in this role for now two years, you said? Oh, uh, yeah. So I was an intern from August until January, and then Chad kind of walked in one day, and he's like, why don't you just start selling? You know, he's sitting in the office and swim. So there wasn't a whole lot of learning. It was just kind of let me know if you have a question and figure it out and have fun. Letter book. I guess a couple questions about the turf and utility business in general. What makes selling the turf and utility stuff so much different than large egg. I think the biggest thing I learned really quick was like residential customers, you know, they just want to be in and out quick. It's more transactional where on the ag side, you're building relationships, you're stopping out a lot more, taking care of them, learning their business where, you know, a retired couple walks in, they just want to replace their mower. It's in and out, you know, it's down to the dollar and off you go. A lot more customer interaction, I suppose. A lot shorter interactions, maybe less. And a lot more customers. Yeah, it's a lot, lot higher pace, you know, where you could be on an ag side. I mean, combine deal is probably going to take you more than 10 minutes to whip together and do trade evaluations. I mean. It'll probably take you over a day or two to do large ag stuff where, yeah, turf utilities, in and out, bing, bang, boom. So there's a lot of different products on the turf and utility side, but I think one thing at least what I know about this market segment is there's, well, there's so many different segmentations. Let's just take riding mowers, for example. You've got like the S series, the entry levels, and you got the X series, X3s, X5s, X7s, then you got the Z tracks. And so if somebody says, comes in and says, I would like to buy a lawnmower, sir. And you're like, 
let me ask you a few questions. How do you kind of qualify customers or do they normally come in and say, I want an S240 or I want an X583? Yeah, you get both ends of the spectrum from people that walk in that did all their research online, watched a bunch of YouTube videos. They're going to tell you what they want and what they don't want, but you definitely get folks that walk in. They're just like, I want to cut my yard. And yeah, you spend a long time kind of guiding or figuring out what we need or yeah. And then once you get to the dollars too, that also helps figure out what they need to, because there's a wide range there. Yeah. Very large. So if they tell you their price range is let's say 4,500, do you in your head go, but I've probably got 5,500 to work with here. (laughs) (laughs) Upselling, (laughs) upselling. Yeah. I mean, there's always the, the trying to squeak it out, but it's, you know, trying to figure out what they need, you know, if, you know, they want a bagger, but they don't need a gigantic anything, you know, you can, you can spend a lot of dollars on just adding a bagger. So if you go smaller, you can save money or. It's the truth. So do you, I guess, do you ever have those that think they did all their research and think they know what they're talking about? And then you're like, mm, based on my experience, uh, that you would go and push a guy a different direction. Does that happen a lot or. I've, I've had a couple of guys that I've actually pushed down because they're like, oh, I need an X758. I want the diesel. I need all the torque in the world. And I'm just like, have you ever done anything with a diesel engine or do you have a diesel can in your garage? And they're like, well, no, what's different about it? And I'm like, okay, maybe we should, you know, yeah. look a little bit down. I'm like, how big of a yard do you have? Well, I bought half an acre. I'm like, so you're going to use a 60 inch motor deck and a diesel motor to do half an acre. And you still have your house on that half acre too. So you have like, what, 15 minutes of mowing to do, if that? Did I black out and try to buy a lawnmower from you? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me. Was Sounds that like something Chris would do. Was that yeah. that 2 a.m. email I got from you? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that brings us to uh, one of the other big topics of today's podcast, which we're going to sprinkle in, which is the history of a lot of the different products uh, of John Deere's residential equipment offerings, some of which I think are really fun. And most of the ones that are fun are kind of the entry level products and the very residential products. Um, and the reason I think this is fun history is because it's not easy to find. No. I found that out. Uh, one of those, and the big one is the entry level lawn tractors. Uh, Cause John Deere started making these entry level riding mowers in like the mid nineties, I think it was 95. And the first one they came to market with was called a Sabre. Or Sabre, as I always call it. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. (laughs) Sabre. So it's a super interesting story because it it just started out. One thing that I think John Deere's gotten a lot of guff for on these entry-level mowers is that John Deere doesn't make them. John Deere just buys them and paints them green and sells them as John Deere. I found out that's totally false. Uh, Even when they were Sabres and then alongside they sold these Scots by John Deere mowers, the orange ones. So if you want a visual, we're talking about Sabres. Or should I just call them Sabres? Just call them Sabres. It makes it more fun. <laughs> if you're an office fan, you will understand the joke there. <laughs> uh, but the Sabres were like a light green. And then the Scots were like Home Depot orange. Right. And they said Scots. By John Deere. By John Deere. Real small underneath it. So the Scots mowers, they were getting mowers built by Murray. And then they needed a different manufacturer. And John Deere at the time had just bought the Home Light Company. If anybody listening to this podcast has ever bought anything that was built by Homelite, sold as John Deere, you probably regretted it later. Uh, just like me, I own a Homelite <laughs> whippersnapper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let go of the whippersnapper. <laughs> 
uh, a weed whacker. So I got one of these, I bought the home light one. I know it's not the, uh, the quote, quote unquote, best version of a John Deere weed whacker, but it's the only one I think that came in green. Yeah. And I wanted the green one cause I'm a psychopath because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a giant rube. Uh, so I wanted that one and it runs fine. It's, I mean, it's a weed whacker. I have a quarter acre. It works just fine. It's actually, uh, it sounds like a dirt bike. It's a little overkill. You, can, little. you should get a battery operated one and stop annoying the neighbors. Yeah. And if I went up one level on my string that I put in the trimmer, it would be steel braided wire. So <laughs> <laughs> It'll eat up anything it hits. Um, but they bought this home light company and that came with the home light factory that's in Greenville, Tennessee. So when they were looking to fill the manufacturing capability of this factory, they, they were going to build these entry level John Deere branded mowers and they were going to call them deer lights. That was like, I don't know if that was, they were ever going to go to market with that. And again, there's going to be about 67 kibble corrections after this episode, but I'm <laughs> using very, very reputable forum information to pull a lot of this history. <laughs> Cause that's is the it like the turf equivalent of egg talk. Is that yeah. pretty? Okay. Yeah. And Long you know, talk. you know how, how, you know how sketchy turf talk is. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, Sammy C probably dabbles in the turf talk. Oh, there are some passionate like people. Oh, I can. Oh, there's all kinds of like you're going down a rabbit hole. They didn't end up building the deer lights and they instead named them sabers. Sabre. Why they did that. I don't know. No idea. So I don't know if they were afraid that this was an entry-level riding lawnmower that was supposed to compete with the Cub Cadets and the Murrays and the MTDs, and I don't even remember what other ones my dad bought at the hardware store, but <laughs> all those ones. And so they could sell them at John Deere dealerships, and they also sold them at, like, Sears. They didn't have them John Deere branded for whatever reason. I'm not 100% sure, but Chris probably knows. Well, I, I, was, I wasn't in the field with John Deere when they were introduced, but I was in Wisconsin, which was our pretty big turf sales area and so part of the philosophy that back then was you could it was more easy to distinguish the the level of quality or the build the craftsmanship i don't know what you words you want to throw out there of why this mower this x series or back then it was like the 455 425 series mowers why they were more expensive than the sabres (laughs) the sabres and scots um because it didn't have the full-blown john deere name on it but then on the flip side, that really did hinder the sales volume because it wasn't a John Deere. So that, and that's ultimately, that's when they flipped it back, you know, so that entry level then turned it into the L, I think the L series. So the Sabre mowers, they built till like 2002, it looks like. And then they basically just transitioned right into the L series. Yep. And then apparently from the L series to the one series and then back to LA. Yep. But anyways, uh, they also built these Scott's mowers right alongside of them in the same factory which I think is also interesting because I don't believe those orange ones were ever sold out of our dealerships, were they? I believe they were all, I think they were all box stores. Yeah, that was all big box store mowers. The the Sabre was sold through John Deere dealers. Yes. But the interesting thing too is that they, we have this Frontier brand. I should say we, John Deere has this Frontier brand that they own. And for a lot of those products that you might not, for whatever reason, want to have a Deere logo on because they're made by somebody else. Um, which they also did with a lot of the other residential stuff, like walk behind snowblowers. Don't even get me started on those. Is instead of they're still jo- they're exactly the same color green. Then instead uh, of the, yes, they are. Uh, yeah, they are. Uh, I suppose they are. But instead of like if they have wheels, they're gray wheels, and so and then they're black and gray Frontier logo. Uh, but otherwise, John Deere green and some of the stuff they went from deer to Frontier and back to deer. Never had to change the paint, just the decals. Yep. Um, 
but they never did that with the mower. They never went with a frontier mower. And I think maybe because it was built by John Deere or for whatever reason, I don't know why they went with the Sabre and the puke green. <laughs> but either way, once that, once they were done with that product line and that would have been 2002 in 2003, they came out with the L series, which if you fast forward 20 years from there is now what we would call the S series. So that's like the S 100 S 200. And some of those models, I think not all of them, you could give more information on this, you know, other, other Sam, we're going to go with other, other Sam for other now. Other. The S you go from S 100 up to, I think S 240 yep. is the biggest one. What is the advantage for, let's say I'm a customer and I'm looking to buy one of these, what I'd call an entry level riding lawn tractor. What's the advantage of coming to kibble equipment to buy one of those versus going to Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever else they sell that John Deere S series lawnmower? I think the simplest thing that I start off with people is the mower is going to be set up by an actual technician, not by some 16 year old wearing an orange apron. I oh, mean, so we're throwing shade at the quality just, of techs at Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the that's the first absolutely. thing. Absolutely, that, that's the first thing I can say. I mean, you know, they're gonna be the same crate that show up. It's just ours are actually gonna be set up with fuel, and the oil might be checked. So, yep, and the deck will be level. I think those are a couple things. We've had a couple machines show up in the Mankato shop from Home Depot. So, and and they've been projects. Nice. <laughs> one, that's a good way to put it. One, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Projects. <laughs> and so the other one too, though, is I'm, I'm guessing a $2,500 mower at Home Depot is going to cost a couple hundred bucks more to buy from Kibble. Anything else you think that we offer a little more value in that realm than, than someone that buys it at Home Depot? I mean, you get to see my beautiful face when you stop in and you that's have my number worth, to call when you need your warranty repairs. That's you worth his, a couple hundred bucks. You get his number too. That's worth something. I know a lot of girls that would pay for that. Yeah. Well, but but have, you're taken, right? You got a girlfriend. Oh, wow. Retract that statement. I can hear the tears <laughs> flooding the showroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not start this job to find a girlfriend. There is not very many options that walk into the Mankato store. <laughs> you're, you're saying there's not a lot of young girls in their 20s looking to buy lawn tractors? <laughs> I mean... I mean, at first I thought it'd be kind of nice, you know, some some girl my age with some land might walk in. I figured that was a good plan, but still striking out. No, it's not working. (laughs) And if they do come in, they usually come in with dad. That's always that's 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 always awkward. That's a tough one to land a number. Yeah, and sometimes dad's standing (laughs) over your shoulder, and sometimes dad is strapped, and I get nervous. So, (laughs) or dad wants to buy the mower, and she's with him, and. Dad puts his phone number on your uh, little contact form, and you're like, uh, "Can you make sure? We get, can we get a secondary number? Maybe your daughter's uh, on <laughs> there as case. well, just in case I need to follow up and I can't get a hold of you." Yeah, I like to text your updates, and your flip phone won't do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other question about the the entry level lawnmowers: Do we sell like the S100 level mower? Because I know we have some S200s out here. But does Kibble sell everything down to that very entry-level S100? Yeah, so we'll sell it all. I know we try not to stock a ton of it just because we prefer getting people into you know the X-Series and some, some nicer equipment. But yeah, we do have them around. So what would you say to somebody that's looking at an S200 mower thinking, this looks like the right thing for me? What are some factors you would say that would probably make them want to consider an X-Series more like an X3? I think it comes down to what kind of property you're working with. And then if you're going to do any attachments down the road, I'd say if you ever have any interest in doing a snowblower or something, don't go with an S series just because the, the way you lift them, you have a, 
a weird little handle off on the side where on the X's you either have a foot pedal or it's hydraulic. Um, and that just kind of comes down to horsepower and how it's going to work on your property. So what's the, Sammy, what's the coolest mower that John Deere makes in your mind? Like if, if I walked in and was like, I want the coolest mower that John Deere makes. Stand up, stand up zero turns. Not, and that not including like a one series or a one R or something like that. I was going to say that makes it difficult. I mean, you're, you're going from all the money or versus what I'd get. Cause you know, the lawn care nerd in me wants a stand on mower with wheels. Cause that's what I used to have. And I could, I could do anything with that. But I mean, also getting into like, you know, a Z nine R with front and rear wheels and bells and whistles. And you're talking to me specifically me. I don't think I can drive a stand on mower because I don't think they make chopper handlebars for those <laughs> damn things. <laughs> also the, the stand-ons are even easier because the handles are close together so you can put your hand on it and then you can you know do selfies and stuff while you're going. Oh, oh. why don't you yeah, get so one you, of those? You can do your point. Instagram reels while you're cruising down the sidewalk on your yeah. mower. So the stand, there's twheels on stand-ons too now? Yep. So maybe for maybe you should describe what is a twheel. Maybe not everybody knows. That's a good point. Twheel is a Michelin's airless tire, so it kind of looks like a, a basically a bike tire. It has like plastics or composite spokes in it. Um, it's totally airless. You're not gonna ever have flat tires. They're sweet. I'm so glad I got them on my new mower. Yeah, so it's got like this, yeah, like this composite, these wide spokes that are as wide as the tire, but they there's about a thousand of them shoot off like yeah, like bike spokes. That's I guess a good way to put. I it. mean, it's odd. I mean, they're more money, right? Yep. But I so I have a zero churn mower at home don't have tweels but it seems like it's I, when i get a flat tire it's always like sunday so yeah. then you're done like there's nobody that's open to fix the tire i i really throw them towards commercial guys i mean i used to always get those flat tires from those utility marking flags those things would always go on the side of my tires when i'm mowing ditches and i mean i threw tweels on the one standard never had that problem and you'd think 800 dollars for two tires is a little bit much but it'll last you three thousand hours and how many times do you not have to stop put air in your tires or yell at them or a lot of people yell at their tires i bet i know i did i'm gonna have to get a i'm gonna have to upgrade my zero turn yeah i, yeah, mean, I know so, a guy to tweels no so i just got that z930r it's awesome i'm gonna go mow tonight i'm kind of looking forward to it you bought a z9 z930r well tweels used of course not oh jeez <laughs> like, how much <laughs> i'm not that you? i'm not that big of a high roller <laughs> wow really taking all that podcast money and putting it to work huh <laughs> No, that thing is a cat's meow, you could say. I'm proud of you. Appreciate that, Dad. You look so, like a big timer. You so, might get a girlfriend with that thing. One can hold. <laughs> Do you pocket after every five-star review? Or Yeah, okay. that's that's what it is. I, I get a cut every time. What kind of mower do you have, big big guy? You have a push one, don't you? I have a JS35 push mower. The best push mower deer ever made. Uh, disagree. I knew you were going to bring this don't up. Don't say the silver <laughs> bullet. <laughs> <laughs> the sb14 <laughs> and then it's predecessor like that was the silver one yeah I and know. then the then the gx 75 which was the green version of it that those were lights out the best mowers walk behind mowers john ever made and you're not going to change my mind <laughs> stubborn old man cast aluminum deck full pressure lube kawasaki engine it was like they were like bulletproof have you ran into any of those uh only because, in the only in the shop because they haven't ran they haven't made them for years I think every day in May, someone calls or walks in going, do you guys still sell push mowers? So deer, so deer stopped making, I actually know a lot about the push mowers and the walk behind snowblowers because I've had to do a lot of research on them to figure out where the heck I can get one. 
And one of those, one of those with the, with the walk behind push mowers, I made them for many years prior. So we're talking eighties at least up to 2000 and I think it was 13. Yeah. I think 12 or 13. Yeah. For whatever reason, they stopped in the early 2010s and partnered with Honda. And then that was the end of the John Deere push mower in the United States. Now, if you were a huge dork like you. And you wanted a brand new John Deere pushmore, you could go over across to jolly old London town <laughs> and find yourself a bloke and say, hello, I would like to buy a walk behind mower. That's Is more that, Australian than well, British. Yeah, well, okay, I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, the guy well, from I'm Police just, Academy. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, but yeah, you can still buy them in Europe. They still make them. But for whatever reason, they don't want to sell them here. So I got some question about your sales, not Uh-oh. to deviate from your deal, your no. thing. So what, um, just looking at the sales manual, there's a pile of different options. W- roughly speaking, do you sell more zero turns or, or riding tractors? Is it? Um, I'd say I'm pretty 50, 50. I mean, I, I'm personally a fan of zero turns. So I, I think I tend to push those a little bit more, but I think, you know, being where we are, there's so many snowblowers being sold. We sell a lot of tractors too. It, it's really 50, 50, at least for me. So what, what are some of the common objections that you get from people when you're, you're trying to get them to commit? Um, I think a lot of times it's, it's just the dollar amount. I mean, we've, if you start going to like compact tractors and stuff too, you'd compare, you're comparing apples to oranges, you know, across town. So, you know, someone might be significantly cheaper, but then you start kind of comparing stuff and. Oh, you're talking like competitive to a competitive brand. Yeah, yeah like oh, oranges. Oranges. yeah, like green yeah. apples, like Granny Smiths, to ugly orange other stuff. But yeah, so mainly it's price comparison. It's not like somebody it's going up against. They're comparing us versus another brand. And yeah, I'd say at least for me and Mankato, I mean, we have I don't know how many different other brands in town. So you know, yeah. someone can do the little tour of homes and stop at every dealer and get a quote, and you know. In an hour, they can text me and be like, oh, they're, you know, $1,000 cheaper than you. And then I'm like, well, did they give you X, Y, and Z options or, you know. Yeah, some of the features yeah. that might be standard in a deer yep. versus optional or not even available in a non-deer brand. Okay. Yep. And I know, like, the last couple of years, a lot of it was availability. I mean, if you tell someone they got to wait, you know, three, four weeks for a lawnmower to show up and it's the middle of July, I mean, is that my fault for not having it sitting here or yours for not waiting this long yeah you're waiting until the middle of july yeah i will i will defend that person (laughs) oh no oh no (laughs) so uh like a lot of times it's like the impulse buy right or maybe their lawnmower just broke down in the but so or um, in chris's case he hit it big on slots and was like (laughs) (laughs) compact tractor here i come uh one of my old dealers uh described it very well it's not like it's an impulse purchase it's a planned purchase but like for my personal story I've wanted to upgrade to a different gator for years. I had the old four by two TS gator goes 12 miles an hour downhill with tailwind and wanted to upgrade to a new, you know, an 825 type gator. And finally one day my lovely wife gave me permission to do so. And I wanted that thing in my shed before she changed her mind. So I think that drives a lot of the, a lot of the impulse behavior as well. And I think, I think that whole, when you were talking about comparing apples to oranges though, um, and making sure we're selling the right thing to the right guy, 
I know that's a big thing with mowers, but I know it's an even bigger thing when you're talking those compact utility tractors. Yes. One series, two series, three series, four. That sounds, wow, like, I that was sounds going, like a song. Sounds like I was going into a Dr. Seuss bit <laughs> there, but uh, I know that's something that our competitors, especially the orange one, they always try to sell like a little tractor. Like it's got a bigger hood. It looks like it's bigger. So then they, they're like, but that's compared to this one. Like, no, no, not even close. Yeah, especially when you're keyboard warrioring it, you know, you're comparing model numbers and fives and sixes and whatever, and nothing's the same across the board. And I love that keyboard warrior. Aim. That's my new tattoo. <laughs> oh no, it's it's not a good term, Chris. That's a bad. Oh, it's term. not. Oh, no. I thought that was good. That's a bad term. <laughs> you got to help Grandpa out on the internet so he doesn't get scammed. You're speaking to the guy that says he can't write thank you notes because his hand muscles are too. <laughs> acquiesce to keyboards than holding <laughs> pens. <laughs> I, I want, uh, gosh, do you ever get the objection, which is one that I use and I know that <laughs> I know what I'm doing when I, when I throw it out there because I'm too nice to say no sometimes or tell somebody no. Uh, sorry, I have to ask my wife. Oh, every day, <laughs> every day. I feel I feel dirty when I throw it out there because it's not my wife's fault. I'm really learning. I'm really <laughs> yes. learning when they when you bring your spouse in. I know who to actually talk to very quickly because you know sometimes you you focus on you know someone who you think is going to be running the machine. But you know I've had a lot of times it's like who has the checkbook and who's actually running it. There's the Mower Plus app which you can turn on and record your acres per hour. And so with my, my Z9, um, I ran it one time and mowed our yard, and then my wife ran it, and she's like double. The speed. <laughs> <laughs> like because you're an old man. I don't want to. Yeah. No, Chris is just out there enjoying the most. He doesn't have to go inside and do anything, you know, yeah, real real work. Time. So yeah. uh, I, I enjoy mowing, mowing my yard to an extent. Sam. Yes. What would you Sam. like to say, <laughs> Sam, Sam? Other, not you. What is going on? <laughs> Sam, that guy over there. Uh, Sammy C. What would you say to someone who's in the market for a mower and maybe wanted to come talk to Kibble Equipment and talk to you? What would you like to say to them? I mean, I'd say for sure, come talk to me in Mankato. But I mean, otherwise, any of the stores, don't be afraid to stop in. I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone's willing to let you try out machines if we got them on the on the lot and see what's the right fit for you. You know, beep up around the around the lot, see if you like what kind of steering, if you had zero turn tractor, whatnot. I mean. We're pretty flexible and make things pretty easy for you. Do we do we do any kind of ride and drives where you could we have cold ones in the fridge that I can drive the mower with one hand and make sure that everything feels right like it would on game day when I'm mowing? No. No, that's definitely the Mankato special if okay. you want to. See? <laughs> the Mankato special. <laughs> uh, brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, thank you, Sam, for joining us on the podcast. You're welcome. Uh Sam, the other God, I'm still mad that you. We're never doing this again. (laughs) (laughs) If you made it this far in the podcast and enjoyed it, and hopefully you didn't hate listen, we'd appreciate it if you subscribed and please rate us five stars. Left us a review. Yeah, and if you do leave us a review, I do like when people leave comments in the reviews. Tell us who your favorite person that we've either had on or who. We'll just say your favorite is Sam, and then you're covered. Oh yeah, for this episode, absolutely. or if you want to follow us on social media at Kibble Equipment on all the social medias, or you can find me at Kibbleman Sam, or you can find other other Sam, Sammy C at Sam the Turf Man. 
Chris Horeb is uh, at Horeb on Twitter yep. and at Chris Horeb on Instagram. Yeah. And if you want to find sappy <laughs> life update posts, okay, you can follow leave at me, the leave other me Kibble alone. Sam. Honestly, leave me alone. So <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. I, that's the first post I've done in like a year. Yeah, and it got real you, sappy. Because you pressured me into it. So I just <laughs> went out and wrote a nice one for you to pull on your heartstrings, and you just take a great big dump on it. <laughs> <laughs> They're not your true friends unless they don't make fun of you on Instagram. Oh, thanks, buddy. That, I think you're talking right at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Let's end this thing. Well, see you later.